0: hello everyone and welcome to episode number 126 of the peak of serenity podcast i am as always one of your hosts emilson and joining me we have my co-host Namely. hello and joining us as well to talk about brewmaster talents today we have down there uh for those that are watching the stream sinzu
1: hello hello uh
0: this is like the third or fourth time you've been on and you still do not have uh, a camera.
1: What can I say? <laughs> I'm, 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 either, I'm either just so incredibly camera shy or I'm so like incredibly photogenic that I don't want to like leave a bad impression. Right,
0: right. You you, you don't want to distract uh, from the actual content of the episode with your good looks. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It happens. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Uh, alternately, we can just imagine that you're a troll IRL.
1: Mm, wouldn't be too far off you know (laughs) somewhat tall kind of lanky yeah perfect yeah yeah
0: yeah. accurate accurate all right but uh today we are going to be talking about brewmaster talents um as well as the fact that we actually now have beta it is no longer alpha we now have dragonflight beta there's also i believe a mistweaver blue post that anomaly wants to talk about um yep And uh, I'm glad we did this, the Brewmaster one, this week instead of last week because we got tree changes for Brewmaster. Uh, Just like, just some like moved connections around and swapped some town locations. Nothing too crazy, but enough that it changes things. But uh, before we get into that, Anam, uh, how was raid this week?
2: Uh, it, it was great. Uh, because Tuesday I lost power for about 18 or 19 hours. Oh, no. nice! So, yeah, so we had um, it we just had a real like one of those like really bad summer storms that came in, and apparently it got so bad like a couple streets over from me that it knocked about 25 telephone poles down.
0: Oh my god! Uh,
2: like, I'll, I'll, I'll actually, I haven't sent you, I'll send you some pictures to. Emerson and sin after this but yeah so the entire street was covered with telephone poles we lost we were totally at dark for from like 2 30 in the afternoon until uh like 7 or 8 a.m the next day um wow so yeah so i missed tuesday raid um they yep. did pretty well they well it was i think the they suite, killed raid. yeah it was on on. To, uh,
0: i i heard from uh from now that they killed Sylvanas.
2: Yeah, so, you, so we got down Sylvanas in night one, um, and then night two we did Sanctum, and then or no, sorry, we did um, we did our uh, Sepulcher run. So like, did Taylor right, got our skip? Yeah, got our got our mount farm. So we got the skip and and got our mount in pretty quick fashion, and then went back and I think we killed like maybe two or three bosses that we left up in Sanctum. So um, decent raid week. We got folks some mounts, which I think is always the goal and. They got Sylvanas down, which I think was was one of our big goals. So yeah, it was not not a bad way. for me. It was easy. I was there for like half the week and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had a good old time. So um, yeah, yeah, no, it was it, it was good. I'm sorry, I ke- I couldn't remember what happened because like I've been I mean I you missed AV half of it. on the brain. I missed F and I just I've been in AV in Wrath Classic for every. Hour. I've been doing it while I'm working. Like it was AFK. Yeah, so, like I I jump every couple minutes, like do my work, like come back. Which I don't. this is I'm why people don't out. like AV. I well no, this is why I love it because I I contribute absolutely nothing, expect the bare minimum, and eventually I'll get some sick brutal gladiator gear to level with. You know, be good.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know what they say about people who actually want to try an AV. Yeah, sure, they're losers,
2: right? That's what they say.
1: Your words, not mine. <laughs> fair enough.
2: Fair enough. Um, I mean, no. you might you might be on the losing team a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I, so I'm actually tracking my stats and I think I'm at a oh uh, 28 or 30% win rate. So
0: see that <laughs> is so high effort for being literally AFK.
2: Oh, I have, I have a fun sheet too. So yeah, so I went all out. I'm tracking stats. I'm tracking average honor gain and average game time. Oh so I can God. tell exactly how long. So like right now I have about two more AV games to get hands, which takes me about 23 minutes. And then to finish off, that's the, the final, uh, armor piece i need or the fifth of, the, of the, the five set or whatever and then i need about another 13 well 12 and a half hours after that to finish off the rest to so get like cloak belt boots two rings a neck and a trinket um, i can yeah. feel my
0: headache getting worse in real life.
2: <laughs> Right. i think I, I think i've put more effort into this spreadsheet and track everything that i have actually playing the game because i find that more fun um and it's been fairly accurate so far um okay. so yeah i'm like yeah almost down to the Maybe not to the minute, but like I've been, I've been within like a game or two of of guessing each time I get a new piece. So,
1: friendly oh. reminder for those that are you know not playing Wrath pre patch, it's pre patch, so he's not actually getting gear that's going to like last for longer than a month. It's gone the second you start leveling.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. so excited about that. But it'll make it, that first. Like, thing
0: questing greens from TBC, like going from TBC quest greens to the Wrath starting zone is actually kind of rough in, yeah, in actual Wrath.
2: And so I have a boosted character. So the boosted gear is mostly agility. So I I boosted a hunter. So it's like agility, attack power, and crit on most of the pieces with like very little stamina. But I had like 5,000 hit points at 70. Like, yeah. When I I first logged in. So it's like, oh, it's nothing. So now I'm up to almost 10K in gear. So, yeah. It's okay. You got to pet the tank. That's true. That's true. Yeah, wolf.
1: I got
0: a. You know, I'm really actually kind of disappointed. There's no, there's, we're way off topic, but there's no, there's no TBC Classic era servers. Mm-hmm. And I never finished leveling my rogue. I got like <laughs> halfway through Hellfire Peninsula. I started from level one, right? I started from level yeah. one. I got halfway through Hellfire Peninsula. Um, and never finished it. So now of course it's all wrath, which means that everything is nerfed. I mean, it's not as bad as later expansions do it, but yeah. it's still like kind of wish I had actually like taken the time to finish leveling that, but yeah,
2: my shot my shaman hit level 60 or 69, yeah, cause 70s max. Yeah. Yeah. Hit, yeah. It hit level 69 just in Blade Blades Edge Mountains about to head another storm, but that Character's yeah. dead all in on my hunter,
1: so and here I am with a paladin that I got to like level 19 when
2: TBC first started, right? Never went nice. back, yeah, <laughs> yeah. TBC to to le- be fair, my both my shaman and my hunter were boosted characters, so like I have never, like, I also am in that boat of like any character I started from level one has maybe reached the mid 30s, like that's yeah. it.
0: I so. mean, TBC leveling is the best era for leveling, so. I mean, if I really get the, the itch, I'll go and I'll find a private server again.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, way, way back on track, back on track. How was your raid, Emerson? How was, how was Sanctum?
0: Uh, actually, really good as well. So on Friday, we did eight. We killed eight bosses. Oh,
2: uh, Jesus. We have
0: nice. only Fate Scribe, which I don't think we're even pulling um, because the boss is awful and it drops no loot. Um. And we've got Sylvanas. Oh, nice. So our plan for today. And then after that, so we've got the the Sepulchre skips. So we went and we killed uh, Vigilant Guardian and Anduin. And Anduin, funnily enough, actually took more pulls than most of the bosses in Sanctum. <laughs> just nice. just I don't even remember what wiped us. Oh, I remember now. Uh, Tank stood in the second War thing in the second phase while we were like, we're way yeah, over here yeah, for it now right so we're all yeah. hard committed to the, the the skipping the second intermission uh tank stood in the second kingsworn and just oh, no. got one shot and we had already rezzed somebody so we couldn't res them
2: yeah yeah yes yeah, so then it's over there oh, yeah God. it was
0: kind of over uh but yeah so we're going in tonight we're going to get our jailer mounts and then we're going to go and work on Sylvanas. and by we i mean they because i am on the bench
2: Nice. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. Um not too bad. Yeah. I mean it sanctum. I think I think this this week really felt the the couple of bosses I killed on Mythic. I didn't do Sylvanas, but for at least the bosses I killed, they it felt easy. Uh much easier. Other than dispels on Ner'zul, that was that's an awful combination. So, oh, okay. oh my gosh. But, <laughs> other than they, that it felt not too bad
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna keep banging this drum until they either do it or the season's over but they should remove creation spark hmm. they should actually remove creation spark just yeah. like make it rotate the other three creation spark is the only one that actively makes bosses harder
2: yeah i, I think we killed when we killed it we missed three soaks, like so we had like <sighs> triple stack because yeah we were waiting until after like dispelling the, the, the regular yeah. debuff, but then waited too long and it like expired as we got knocked across the platform. And so it's just yeah. like great, we're screwed. So yeah, I mean
0: We had it, a very spicy awful. one where um somebody uh I don't remember if they had both the creation spark dispel and the malevolence dispel, or if it was just somebody who was too close to the mass dispel for the malevolence, right?
1: Oh yeah. But we
0: had the malevolence dispel go off and then two creation spark puddles just appear where they were it's like <laughs> oh shit and uh people like dashed across the platform and got it and it was fine but it's like yeah it's nah, that's
2: that really, that affects creation just, yeah. spark it's just yeah. it's just unfun i think it's it's not it's i don't think it's the soak factor well the soaks are annoying well, okay, for, is, for us it it it's is. the but it, but it's but it's like the timing where like you have to change yeah. the way you play the fight because there's overlapping yeah. abilities. Like you have to like, yeah. for Nerzul example, you can't it's, do it when it shatters coming. Yeah. You can't do it with malevolence. You can't do it really when the pie things come that knock you out right. because you don't want them to land there. So it's like creation spark on its own. Just doing it is fine. But it's the fact where you like get weird overlaps with boss. It's got like,
0: it imposes po- extra positioning requirements on your raid. Yeah. You have to be able to stop what you're doing as far as positioning for like five seconds in order to get the dispels off, go and soak them, and then resume what you're doing. Yeah. Which is actually like a lot on a lot of bosses. Like near Zul you go, you know, bombs into cones, into chest bomb, into, you know, the frontals from the tank you got to run orbs off you got to dodge swirlies there's just all kinds of things that you have to be doing all of the time and finding five seconds where you can just say okay there's no mechanics we're going to do creation spark now in the 30 second window that you get yeah um from when the the debuffs are applied is usually just not practical so you just got to commit to like an overlap yeah which like having Creation Spark like the puddle that you have to soak spawn inside of a code on Remnant of Ner'zhul, not ideal.
2: No. No. But uh, I mean we made it through it. It's just I was I think we're I'm looking at the rotation. I don't think there's any terrible fights next week with Spark, but
0: Yeah. Oh, see. that's that's actually one last thing before we move on. Uh, there is a sheet out that has worked out the rotation for all of the affixes. It is apparently static. So you can look at um, based on the past couple of weeks of data, l- they've worked out, okay, here's what it's going to be going forward. They ha- This was done actually during the Castle Nathria week. Mm-hmm. And the predictions for Sanctum were 100% accurate. So reasonably confident that this is the case. The sheet is floating around. I can find it and put it in the show notes uh, on Peak if you want to take a look at it after. But um, yeah, so we know... With pretty high certainty what is going to show up next week. And uh well, we we know which bosses are going to be hard because we know which ones have creation spark. I don't remember offhand, but
2: that's uh and Anduin.
1: yeah, yeah, that's it's, gonna be and, miserable. Skull
2: X. Skull X not so bad.
1: Skolax Honestly, is be fine. I'll take I'll take either of those over Holandris.
0: Oh god. That's true. That is true. Oh god. It's true. Imagine imagine Holandras and you get the soaks during a bridge.
2: During a knockback. Yeah, yeah, or during knockback. Yeah, yeah, the two. Yeah, luckily it'll be two rotations. Like the final rotation of abilities is Holandris with dispels. By the way, so we have to go through. Yeah. Well, I guess three yeah. more times. It won't be next week, but or the yeah. next time after that. But yeah, yeah, it'll be. So, it'll uh, be fun.
0: Um, I guess actually, last thing before we move on, Sinzu, are you raiding right now? How's I am. The, how's your raid week, Ben?
1: We are actually still crazy people who do both heroic and mythic during faded weeks just to make sure everyone gets gear i have done
0: three heroic runs this week or actually no i've done two my guild has done three uh so which two teams right two teams so Mm -hmm. one per team and then one that was like an alt run last night
1: oh yeah yeah and it's it's a lot I'll I'll admit, (laughs) like, it's great because now it's like, cool, I actually have pretty much my full BIS. Problem is, like, five or six of those pieces are still heroic ones, so it's like, cool, I'll I'll get to upgrade those, you know, just before maybe pre-patch hits this rate.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you're you're playing tank this season, right? So you're in for every boss, pretty much.
1: Mm -hmm. And And there are no breaks on the train.
0: And that also means that you're getting the maximum number of mythic upgrade tokens yes i'm i'm playing i'm playing a mage this season um i am spending a decent bit of time on the bench because i'm still learning to play mage and that means that i am getting mythic upgrade tokens at like slightly over half the rate that a tank is so like for you it's two full clears to get a mythic upgrade token for me it's more like four three to four because i'm getting like six boss kills uh per raid week and it's just like uh, I'm gonna it's, get Mythic upgrade three items total,
1: maybe. Yeah. It's that's very much a I think a flaw of the of like the fated systems. Yeah. Is there there's not really a good way to help out anyone who's like a DPS player who's gonna get benched or especially a healer if you're not willing or when you're yeah. gonna be under healing a lot of fights and you yeah. don't necessarily want them to just play a DPS off spec, because you still only have twenty slots. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, beyond that, we got the full heroic and I think seven out of 10 mythic done on Tuesday. And then we just went back in Wednesday, finished up the last three, and then did a sepulchre skip clear for mounts.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Crushed it. it, Yeah. It is is really nice how the tuning has worked out. Ultimately, I think I'm pretty happy with the overall tuning of faded after getting gear. There were a few bosses I still would like them to just like absolutely dumpster. Um, Kel'Thuzad (laughs) says hi. You
1: you can really feel it on the bosses like Ner'zhul and to a lesser degree Kel'Thuzad where depending on how much damage you have for a given pull, it just changes everything.
0: Yeah. Yep. Like I would really, really be happy. I've said this like three or four times in the past three or four weeks, right? I would really, really be happy if Kel'Thuzad were just like uh, you poked him, and he just like exploded into loot, and and <laughs> you went on with your life because that boss is yeah. not fun. Um,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah. yeah, Painsmith though. Painsmith has actually felt great. Painsmith is uh, is is in a good spot, and I am very happy that they didn't. I am happy that like Painsmith is not a complete pushover. I am just like I wish we could just pick which bosses were complete pushovers, and Kalthazad and Council of Blood and, and SLG would all be in that category.
2: Yeah, I. You hate, you hate those bosses. And SLG Anduin, is not actually. a good fight.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anduin. Anduin's
2: not a
0: good
1: fight either. Anduin's tolerable. But I... I, I don't like fights that enforce DK.
0: Yeah. Anduin is a better fight than Keltuzad. That is not a very high bar, but it is a true statement.
1: But I will still take Anduin's over over um, Nerzul's. Yes. Well,. Mm...
0: Yeah, because
1: because to me, Azul is a more extreme Keltizad. Uh,
0: well, I think if this week weren't Creation Spark, it would be different. But because Remnant is uh, is Creation Sparks, it's just like extra spaghetti. When we get you know Barrier on on uh, on Remnant, it's going to be super super easy. Yeah. So I feel like Creation Spark makes it worse but we'll see
1: let's, let's just uh, turn every fight into a moats fight why not right oh
0: <laughs> no i hate that
1: I, <laughs> I love i love hearing everyone complain about oh man this fight's just killing my fps well it's like maybe you should stop patting on the moats so hard yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. sorry sorry, some... sorry mr affliction lock you don't earn uh, demonology lock you don't get to implosion them anymore
0: yeah <laughs> yeah uh i i was doing some looking trying to figure out mage dps things earlier today and uh was trying to figure out why this mage had 45k pyroblasts while i was sitting there with 25k and turns out their group killed 40 modes on that set well more than (laughs) 40 but at least 40. whereas uh i was in the heroic bug and my group killed 12. yeah and it's like ah okay that's where the extra 70% damage comes from.
1: that's oh, are big time. But when you think about it, it's also re- a relief because that means you don't have to even worry about trying to parse on a boss unless it's Moat Week for it.
0: <laughs> that's true. But I hate Fire Mage AOE. <laughs> it's awful. All right, we're way off topic now and also should get back to what we're yeah. actually supposed to be talking about today, which is Dragonflight. Um, so couple of things before getting to brewmaster talents
2: first off it's beta now yes yes uh blizzard basically turned the switch and alpha has become beta um if you already had alpha you still have beta nothing's changed there yeah but they did um basically expand the invite or like the player base that have access to beta so double check your launcher you might be in um they did do a couple of things that are slightly annoying but then also kind of good um so, number one, you have the full leveling experience. There's no restrictions. All the dungeons are available. All the zones are available. Um, you can go through, test everything, which is really cool. However, uh, sorry, I'll go through all the good stuff first. Uh, the other good thing is that they've enabled character copies, so you can pull your actual live character into beta, test right. out things um, using your real character. Um, and then they also have uh, levels. What? How? What's the max level now? 70? They have yeah, level I mean- seventy. 70 templates you can create if you want to they test do clash not draw. they, have they, just, they 60 said templates. they would
1: but it hasn't happened yet yeah there okay. are level thought, 60 templates they'll if be coming back
2: hit. yeah oh 60 templates sorry yes yeah um but yeah there's no max level templates which to be fair is like the worst thing possible as a like somebody wants to theorycraft stuff is because you literally have to level for 10 levels yeah, And then the best part is that your character inevitably is going to break as a part of that leveling process, which means you have yes. to restart it multiple times. It's going to yeah. be
0: great. The I was so confused. I was on on beta, like, screwing around with Brewmaster Talents this morning and um, trying to figure out, like, I, I know I should have enough Talents to take this and this and this. Like, what is going
2: wrong? And I, like, it's because I'm missing five Talents. Yeah. Oh,
1: wait, I'm five points short.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. there's that and then there is, I don't know if they they said they fixed it, but I think people are still seeing it is like your talents will just randomly get reset. Yes. And then you won't be able to respec into anything until like you log off that character and let it like hard reset or something, be off it for 30 yeah. minutes, and then go back it's, in. So it's very much still a thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh that's it's just some annoying beta stuff, but um, it's definitely made testing anything, at least this week, a little bit more difficult. Um, yeah, just now, yeah the whole talent point thing is actually the worst part about it, is like To test anything now, you have to like, at least for me, it's like, I want to test these two things. And so I have to like spec a bunch of random stuff to get me there. Yeah. Um, And like, I can't just like quickly move two points. Like if I, if we were max level, so. Yeah. Yep. Um, But it's cool. We can start leveling, test out the zones. um, And a bunch of people, a bunch more people should have access now, which is, which is awesome.
0: Should have had a pretty big beta wave.
2: Yeah. Plus it being beta means, I mean, to be fair, it sounds like they're probably still on track to hit sometime by the end of this year. Uh, a lot So
0: one nice thing even though we don't have level 70 premates, like if you remember back to BFA beta and to a lesser extent Shadowlands beta um, where some of the main systems for player power were locked up at max level that we didn't have the max level templates. We just had the like you know level 100 or level 110 or level 50 I guess in Shadowlands case templates and so in order to test the new systems at all you had to level all the way to max level, in and then you could test them. Stuff like right. i mean, Azurite was its own can of worms—but like you couldn't even really test it until you reached level seventy or level one twenty, whatever it was in BFA. Anyway, so you had to just do the leveling process.
2: Yeah, I mean, Shadowlands uh, I think was even worse than that because you had to pick a covenant, right? And you, you was, couldn't it do it four swap, yeah. times. There was no swapping. Yeah.
0: Yeah um and but i mean at least in that case it was only soulbinds that were locked up i guess and legendaries wasn't it Soulbinds binds and legendaries were, were max level man yeah and the, and i didn't have shadow reset i didn't have shadowlands beta so i don't know for sure um yeah. but at least like this time around you can do a ton of testing at level 60 just using the level yeah. 60 pre-made because you may not be able to get a full build that you you'll be like five points short in each tree and you can get, you know, I, I fiddled around this morning with a build that had everything except for Stormstout's last keg, which would have been like my final five points, picking that up and a couple of other utility things. Um, yeah. But I like picked up all of the things I wanted to test the interactions of. And then Stormstout's, we know exactly how it works. It's very straightforward. There are no interactions that needed testing.
1: And as yeah. a bonus, you can just wear your tier set right now.
0: Yeah, I forgot about character copy this morning, so I was playing uh, level 60 pre-made. But, um, yeah, I tier set would be very nice for doing those dungeons. Because some of the healers, like, I, I had an evoker healer that was, like, still figuring it out. Definitely still <laughs> figuring it out.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's yeah, right? There's no better time, too, than alpha or beta.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were no wipes. There were actually no deaths because it's just a normal dungeon, right? But there is definitely like moments where my health is extremely low and I'm like, am I going to get healed or am I going to die?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, the, the beta being out, I think, is is a good thing. Uh, and most of it seems to be working, right? So like other than the weird talent yeah. stuff, there's not a bunch that isn't implemented. I think even uh, talent-wise for us, like almost everything is implemented at this point. There's I think there's one or two things remaining. So
0: There's um, a few things for Brewmaster that now work as well uh hit combo works now what is it uh so hit combo works it interacts with uh charred passions it does what you would want it to with the shadow boxing treads where if you shadow boxing treads and you hit three targets with blackout kick you get three stacks of hit combo it's great sorry don't don't want to confuse the windwalkers yeah sorry the windwalkers got baited because they had hit scheme and it got replaced with hit combo this week gotcha yeah um and so, like, there's there's a bunch of stuff that wasn't working that is now working or now implemented. We have, of course, Cat Statue, uh, which is actually pretty good. Very boring, but good. Uh, and lots of other juicy things like that. But before I get any further into Brewmaster stuff, we also have a Weaver Blue Post. And we want to yeah.
2: briefly quick, cover before- that. Before you guys take over the conversation, I sort of sit here not knowing what's going on. Um, no, so the Blizzard did uh post a blue post uh specifically around feedback they received on Misweavers. Right now, that ties us for the most amount of blue posts we received from Shadowlands, Alpha and Beta. Um, we only got one that entire cycle. We now have one now, so we're doing pretty good. Um, but uh, but no, so in terms of just feedback, um, it's really some of the just highlights here is number one, they sort of addressed. What a lot of people complain about, but I to me never made sense is the fact that like there are certain like there's not a perfect way through the tree to get everything you want that all synergizes together. You kind of have to take nodes or points that like you might not ever use or just are annoying or seem misplaced. And basically Blizzard responded with like, that's on purpose, just because they want to create some sort of tension in terms of like how you spec through things. So you don't just get your like Here's your left, all left side is like a line stomp damage abilities and all right side is, you know, other things. It's like you have to sort of work your way through the tree. That's cool. Um, They did talk a little bit about rotational clutter, which um, essentially what they're describing is the fact that like misweavers have a lot of shorter cooldown abilities where like you can basically not have enough GCDs to hit all the buttons you want or all the cooldowns you want. So they're making a couple adjustments there. Uh, Mainly, I think Zen Pulse is moving up. Um, in terms of cooldown, but also being more powerful. So, um, but they're also looking at like refreshing Jade Wind, which is you know an every eight second type ability that you'll hit, and then failline Stomp also on a thirty second timer. So a lot of thirty second abilities for Miss Weaver. It's also Phalanx um,
0: Stomp has the reset. So really, you're exactly. pushing that more than every thirty seconds.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, with the additional talents, additional reset chance. Yeah, it'll be very often. Um, you'll hit that. Um, And then they talked about Mistweaving and weaving. I'm not going to get into it because it's whatever, but they're doing an okay job about, you know, basically making a distinction between, you know, what is your maintenance heal? Is it just doing damage through like Ancient Teachings or through Feline Stomp, or is it actually casting abilities, you know, with um, either Clouded Focus or just Vivify in general? So um, the good one here is actually renewing Mist Synergy. So we talked about this on the Mistweaver uh sort of deep dive about the fact that there's a lot of synergy between like spreading and replicating our hots whether that's renewing mist or enveloping mist so there's like dancing mist which has a chance to just proc an additional renewing mist whenever renewing mist jumps um there's like if you hit rising sun kick um it spawns a random enveloping mist uh through rapid diffusion um and also there's also misty peaks that every time of renewing mist heals is a chance also trigger enveloping mist on the target. So there's a lot of like synergies between having a bunch of hots out on the raid. Um, and blizzard likes it. So that sort of idea of the class seems to be staying, which I think I'm most excited about because it sort of brings me back to like HFC right. late wad days of like the way the class used to play. So yeah, that they, they basically acknowledge is they want that to occur, which is good news that they kind of have a plan for miss now. Um, And then finally, they talk about Essence Font. I mean, the biggest issue with Essence Font now, like, with the way that the trees look, is, like, Essence Font's extremely devalued in, like, if you want to cast it or not. Um, They made a big change this week, which was Ancient Teachings of the Monastery now procs both from Essence Font and feline Stomp. So, like, you get the benefit now. Yeah, so you basically essentially drop, if you go the feline Stomp route, you essentially drop Essence Font from your sort of rotational healing. Yeah. Um, And so... They, One they, step they sort of closer,
0: closer to removing the ability entirely.
2: I mean, exactly. I look, I have hated this, like, I've hated this ability since it was introduced in Legion. It was awful, like, opening when it used to, like, you couldn't move with it and cast at the same time, and it took all yeah. its mana up front. And it was just, it was a terrible ability. It still is. I think there's today, there's too much power built into it. Um, so this is sort of lessening its power, lessening how much you'll cast it, which I think is a good thing. Um, but we'll. We'll sort of see but no, they, they sort of talked about that about the fact that like look essence font's generally required and it's just required because they want to make it so like later on in the tree you can still have choices and not have to worry about oh i have to go back and take essence spot to make this a real choice um you right. just generally will have it based on the number of points you know it's like you have to take it essentially um in the tree so no it was a good blue post good sort of just like directional thing there's not much changing right like i think in general. Even through this build, there were there were a couple changes in where points were, or you know where certain talents were on the tree for Miss Weaver, um, but nothing major, right? Like a couple of tuning things. They fixed some abilities that were sort of procking a lot of gusts of mist. A lot of our mastery was procking off of like rapid diffusion tr- triggered or misty or uh, yeah, misty peaks triggering. Um, which right. I mean, it's it's a bug like that shouldn't occur. Um, but you know, good blue post so. Um, it looks like at least directionally the, the renewing mist synergy stuff is what I'm excited about and they sort of directly addressed it and said yep we want this we just have to make sure it's tuned right which I think is the was always the case so I am excited to play Weaver in Dragonflight Drag, I was going to say Dragon is it Dragonlands? Dragonflight whatever it is, it is technically Dragonflight I'm just excited to play it and kill dragons again So, yep. this time oh. the dragons have feelings
1: you're not supposed to kill them all
2: uh, yeah well, you're supposed to
0: ride some of them
2: yeah maybe maybe i might the dragon writing is actually a lot of fun too i know we haven't talked about like just random systems in a while but dragon writing with max points tons of fun actually i did that this week actually i I found some time
0: i i uh it's uh, there's a reason that there's a lot of people asking to have dragon writing in the whole world uh Yeah. yeah so maybe someday uh i would love to use some of my old mounts with the dragon writing system but (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah anyway that brings us finally 33 minutes into the podcast into brewmaster stuff brewmaster hey, new talents. personal
2: best <laughs> yeah it's actually quicker than the missy one i think missy was true. like 45 minutes in so
0: true 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 um but uh so the way we're going to do this i've got uh kind of a core of the monk class tree already specced out for brewmaster um and we can mostly ignore it. It's just there specifically because I think there's two things that matter that we will want to take pretty much all the time. One of them is rising sun kick. Um right now it just does a just an absolute ton of damage, just huge numbers. So that's in there. Uh and then fortifying brew. And I also took cat statue, but cat statue is not something that I think think is necessarily required. It's just super good right now which brings us over to the brewmaster tree. And we spent a lot of time on the misweaver tree, just like going through what all the different talents were. I want to spend slightly less time on that for the brewmaster one. So I think we're going to hit like the highlights of the, like within each point gate, the, the like really new or important or impactful stuff. Uh, and I talk some about different builds that we've been looking at for uh, just different content or the same content, you know, whatever different interesting builds we've come up with. So, um, up above the eight point gate, the first thing as brewmaster, you pick up is keg smash, very straightforward. Then you grab a uh, stagger and you branch from there. You can pick up purifying brew and shuffle. You actually cannot progress past the eight point gate, uh, without picking up both. So this is like these four points every brewmaster has. Uh, and then from there you have some actual choices. We've got the talent hit scheme, which I was talking about earlier, which is a Torghast power returning as a talent. When you deal damage with Blackout Kick, your next keg smash deals 10% increased damage, stacking up to four times. And you might think, but I can't fit four Blackout Kicks in between every keg smash. And the answer is, that is okay. You do not need to. Uh, it is good by itself, even if you only ever get 10 or 20% bonus. Uh We also have Gift of the Ox. We all are fairly familiar with that. Healing Elixir, just a copy of the current talent. Uh, Quick Sip, which is a modified version of the BFA Azerite trait, which like, what was the trait? When you purified, it gave you shuffle duration. And when uh, when you used Iron Skin Brew, it would give you...
1: It purify a little
0: it would purify right so um there's no more iron skin brew so what it does now is for every three seconds of shuffle that you gain you purify one percent of your staggered damage or i think it scales up to two percent right now which is actually so uh for context on the numbers on this keg smash gives um no oh, it doesn't say does it
1: five seconds
0: it gives five i was gonna say five i was gonna double check but five seconds so This means that Keg Smash purifies 2% of your staggered damage by itself, almost 4% by itself. And it's not a huge number each time you push it, but when you're pushing it constantly and you're pushing Blackout Kick constantly and you're pushing Spinning Crane Kick constantly, that all actually adds up to quite a bit of just purified damage for free. Um, So it's very passive, it may not be something that we actually take. It really depends on tuning and on what builds can path through this, because it is a two-point node. And it leads into another two-point node that we're probably skipping and we'll get to it in a minute. But it could be could be valuable. Uh, and then we have rushing Jade Wind versus special delivery. This is a choice node. Uh, this is the main choice on that row right now, uh, picking between these two. Uh, and. I'm not actually sure where we're going to end up on this. Like we've been rushing Jade Wind for such a long time now, since Tumus Sargeras. Effectively, you um, know, it feels weird to go back to special delivery, but because of new buttons, I
1: feel like we might. I would say the decision is actually like closer than it's ever been before, and that's yeah. been saying something. where are now at the end of Shadowlands, like we're at a point where we can at least recommend it to people in the right circumstances. Whereas yeah. here in Dragonflight, those right circumstances are like maybe half the time based on your talent build. So yeah, it's, it's a I, proper choice and that's, I think it's a great thing.
0: Yeah. I, I think this is like, it, it's going to come down somewhat to numbers, right? Like I, but I do think that there are very real scenarios in both rating and in mythic plus where you pick both talents. Um, I think you always pick one of them. Um, and some of that is just due to the point requirement. You have to spend eight points before the eight, eight point gate. And your other options for spending those points are effectively quick sip and healing elixir. And you have to put one point in one of those two in order to progress. And the only one that is going to let you reach uh, the full breadth of the next section of the tree is the this special delivery rushing gate wind node so I feel like it's going to actually be a choice uh, or picked up ex- not exclusively because, like, it's good, right? It's a good, good talent, whichever one you pick. But I feel like it's going to get picked up in no small part because it's going to unlock more of the rest of the tree, more pathing options down the line. Um, which brings us to the 8 to 20 point section of the tree. This is the, like, mid section of the tree. Uh, Lots and lots of stuff going on here. There's, uh, I guess let's start on the left side. This is more of like brews and brew related things. Um, So we've got Celestial Flames. Uh, This is the talent currently competing with High Tolerance. Turns out that the talent is, I would say, better when you don't have to choose between it and High Tolerance. Um, I still don't super like it. But I could see it being picked now. What this does, as a refresher, because nobody plays this talent in in Shadowlands, um, when you consume a brew, you have a 30% chance to gain Celestial Flames for 6 seconds. While Celestial Flames is active, Spinning Crane Kick applies Breath of Fire, and Breath of Fire reduces damage by an additional 5%. So this is just like 5% DR up a decent portion of the time, Um, especially if you're just like chugging Purifying Brew you're going to have this up a, a good portion of the time. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Celestial Brew. I do not see a world where people really skip Celestial Brew. Um, maybe even like in lower-end content, Celestial Brew is just better than Purifying Brew. It's like I don't see any world where you don't go down at least that far in this branch of the tree. Uh, Celestial Brew has been split. Uh, getting a little bit ahead of myself the base celestial brew um is just like celestial brew with zero stacks of purified chi the purified chi effect is actually a talent branching off of celestial brew uh i think it's currently like a rank two effect that you get while leveling so this is kind of sort of just a rank two effect that you get while leveling um that you pick up later down the line uh and then we've got staggering strikes which is In some ways, actually, very similar to um, Quick Sip, except it is a flat damage or a flat amount of stagger removed instead of a percent. So when you blackout kick, your stagger is reduced by a flat amount. There's a formula on Wowhead. Uh, The actual amount in game is like 700 for my level 60 pre made. Um, So it's a decent little bit. well, I don't think this is going to be a pick. It's another two point node. It's probably going to be worse than quick sip in high end content. So where I see this being used is more of like if you're in a normal raid, you're gonna pick this as like I don't know
1: an it's, easy it's little. It's very bit of much sort of find. like your world content talent. Yeah, because it's yeah. one where your stagger is like not very high, but it's yeah. a small amount that you don't really feel like purifying either. So it will gradually like chip away at you. And yeah. since you're doing world content and blackout kicking all the time, this sort of gives you a tool to handle that. Yeah. And I, and I guess for like a quick numbers check there, like his your 60 pre-made you said is about 750?
0: Uh, It's like 690, 695, okay. something like that.
1: Yeah. Whereas my 60 copied character, which is 301 eye level, with both points in, that's 3,000. So yeah. it, it's not that it has, like, a scaling problem per se. It's right. just, it's a, it's a very much a, a small amount of amount, or it's, it's a very small reduction for what it is. And especially for a right. two-point investment, you don't necessarily want to give it that much.
0: Right. And so the other thing is, like, Brewmaster benefits a lot in high-end content from having a lot of effects that scale, not off of your gear, but off of how much damage you're taking. Uh, staggering strikes scales off of your gear it actually scales off of attack power Uh, whereas quick sip scales off of the damage that you're taking so if you're going into mythic week one you're under geared relative to the content Um, quick sip is going to scale with the level of damage you're taking whereas staggering strikes is going to scale with your gear so quick sip is going to be better for that progression setting but staggering strikes is kind of doing the same thing it is better when you like overgear things which is of course the case in world content because it's very easy to overgear world content uh so branching off of that uh, we actually have breath of fire which is fairly deep in the tree and fairly skippable in the sense not that I think you'll skip it but that you actually can if you wanted to like it is possible to build a tree that doesn't have breath of fire at all Um, while also actually having the Breath of Fire effect from Celestial Flames, which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, And then the other one on this row on this side is a second charge of Purifying Brew, which I think most people will be taking pretty much all the time. Um, Then wrapping up this side of the tree, we have another choice node, we have Scalding Brew, which is the conduit Keck Smash deals additional damage to targets affected by Breath of Fire. Um, this is currently like the rank one of the conduit, I believe. Uh, probably like this is a numbers thing where the number may not, I didn't quote the number because I don't think it matters. It will end up tuned. Um, and I don't think the current number is going to stick around. But it is competing against Sal Salabium's Strength, which is. Uh, a talent version of Sal Salabim's Tunic from Legion which is when you use Kick Smash, the remaining cooldown on Breath of Fire is reset um, which kind of made the Blackout combo rotation flow and that was why it was picked more than like raw power level in, in Legion uh, and there are other reasons actually to pick Sal Salabim's now so we'll get to that in a minute Uh, Then we have Fortifying Brew. This is like a buff to Fortifying Brew, which makes it increase your stagger. This is currently a part of like baseline Fortifying Brew for Brewmaster. I don't know that this actually matters. I'm curious what you think about that, uh, Sinzu.
1: With regards to having a Fortifying Brew just for Brewmaster?
0: Well, like I I don't know that like you need to take this is what I'm saying, basically. Oh, I,
1: I very much agree with that. I would skip this in a heartbeat. Just purely because in the class tree, you have a much more impactful talent you right. can take with, with the cooldown reduction, or the one that actually just makes it a better defensive ability where it's dodge and armor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's also that we can have um, Zen Med. We're, we're going to get to that. It's in the other half of the tree that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Zen Med with uh, uh, significant buffs and also Diffuse Magic, which is. New for us, very impactful to our defensive toolkit, and dampen harm. So we're going to have four really actually good defensives without needing to pick up this talent. Um, and then next to it, we have a choice node between Black Oxbrew and Bob and Weave. Uh, and this is... This is very, very subtle competition here, uh, but... I think actually, in most scenarios, if you pick this, you pick Black Ox Brew.
1: It's, it's hard to justify a Bob and Weave scenario right now off of this one node. And that's it's honestly kind of because of like a Legion factor, where again, we, we sort of need Black Ox Brew not even so much for the brew regen, but just for the energy. Because right. uh, with all the different talents we've got now, and especially like some of the stuff that's going to incentivize more spitting, crane kicker, tiger palming now that's in our tree. You're going to be running more of an energy deficit than ever before.
0: Right. And that's... So in Legion, we played this talent 100% of the time, and it was because of the energy deficit that we ran. This talent let you not wear haste, basically. This talent read, your haste doesn't matter. And you just played it, and you got to play Blackout Combo and never run out of energy if you played it correctly. Uh So that brings us over to the right side of the tree. Uh, And going really quickly, we've got a row here that is fairly, well, relatively unimpactful. There's one where you dodge uh, or an enemy misses you. You gain movement speed. It's a two-point node. I don't think this basically ever gets taken, except in world content, where you just like like to move faster going in between mobs. Even Um, then,
1: the duration's three seconds. Yeah. Even then, yeah. Uh, like I mean, if it's, it's a one-on-one against a rare. Like, what are you doing? How are they? Yeah. Gonna, are they going to hit you enough that you can even like reliably dodge to stack the effect?
0: Right, and that's uh, yeah, that's a good point. My thinking was more that like you're never going to use Zen Med in world content, so I guess it's more of a, like an argument from there not being anything else to take for world content. Mm-hmm. But uh, then on the road, we have Zen Med uh zen meditation um and this is actually the baseline zen med no movement no auto attacks uh just like sit there and channel for 8 seconds 60% damage reduction 5 minute cooldown um and then also on this row we have clash uh i'm never taking clash
1: i'm i'm sad to see it made into a talent cuz i with how like tight we are on our points budget there i can't really see a world where anyone could spare the point for it Uh,
0: there's a few cases like there's cases where you will want to move a mob on a fight and you will take clash to help with that
1: at this point you'll just say why didn't we bring another death knight
0: right exactly you can get your shitty death grip that roots things after it or you can bring a death knight that can just like rip things to exactly the position that you want no guesstimation no no mistakes no root screwing up other ccs and knocks
1: Mm -hmm. well and especially for monk in general now where every single monk spec more or less you can assume they will have ring of peace just because that talent is locking away diffuse magic and and harm so monk monk as a whole already has like a movement tool so it's it's tricky to even justify needing to double up on like the extra boost that clash would
0: right that
1: being said uh, I've, I've i've greatly enjoyed it in shadowlands and i've had fun finding uses for it
0: i just get tilted every time i use it and get uh rubber banded back to my starting location oh. just every time
1: my, my favorite is why did you stun that mob and or why can't i move the mob when it's stunned
0: yeah yeah clash is such a weird ability Uh, but yeah, so following off of that, I'm actually going to go slightly out of order Uh, we have Fundamental Observation those of you that played Legion might recognize the name, this is the Zen Meditation Hat Uh, it it reduces the cooldown of Zen Med from 5 minutes to like 3.8 and uh, it is no longer cancelled by movement or by melee attacks Uh, if you need another cooldown this 2 point combination of Zen Med and Fundamental Observation is incredibly good like, it is just... This is not a better shield wall because shield wall has a lower cooldown and you can do things while you're shield walled. But it is a stronger defensive than shield wall. It is a stronger defensive than most other defensives in the game. Um, so I think this is going to be picked with some reasonably high frequency just on the basis of it being another really good cooldown. But that depends on whether you actually need a fourth cooldown or if the other three are good enough.
1: And it should also be pointed out for those crazy few people who would dare to bring a brewmaster to PvP, there is an honor talent called Guided Meditation that also reduces the cooldown of Zen Meditation, and it stacks with this talent to give you a cooldown of 56 seconds on this in oh, like, massive no. VR. But oh, no. as a trade-off, the honor talent, in exchange for like shaving another three minutes off the cooldown, makes it so that it, you will get it broken by melee attacks again. But that sucks. But in, in exchange of that, it makes all magic effects just automatically go to you. So you're so you have a less than one minute cooldown, giving you sixty percent DR, and all make, of your allies within forty yards won't get hit by magic during that time either. So long as no one so, like auto attacks you.
0: Right. So you make yourself like a walking, talking grounding totem.
1: Yeah, basically
0: for for eight seconds out of every minute. Mm-hmm. Could be worse.
1: This is pretty yeah. good. It's like, maybe Brewmaster could actually be brought to PvP now.
0: Um, I don't even know what the meta RBG tank right now is. It's probably still... (laughs) It's not Brew. Definitely not Brew. It's like Guardian Druid or Vengeance. It's still Vengeance and
1: Guardian, yeah. Through and through. Always Druid. Always
0: Yeah. And some of that's just the the flag cap points, those being super good for it. And, of course, uh, Vengeance and Guardian both being better against Magic... Damaged by a significant margin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And stagger kind of sucks in PvP. Anyway. It's, it's also there.
1: very hard to justify, you know, a tank that wants you to hit them in the front so they can dodge it, when in PvP you're always trying to hit someone in the back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So then we have another choice node uh, between Strength of Spirit, which is uh, Expel Harms Healing is increased by up to 200% based on your missing health, versus guyplan's Imperial Brew, uh, which is purified brew purifying brew instantly heals you for 25% of the purified staggered damage. This is another Legion legendary. Uh if you've been keeping track, like we'll do a full count on some of these builds at the end, but we're gonna be looking at like wearing six legendaries at a time. It's it's pretty pretty neat. Um this is another one that feels like a world content choice for strength of spirit versus a raid or or mythic plus kind of choice for guy plans um where like if you're out in the world purifying brew is not gonna purify very much so the the healing from this is going to be pretty mediocre but then strength of spirit in that scenario if you're low health just the flat healing from that is going to be better again i don't think you really ever play strength of spirit in raid uh, maybe there's a scenario where you're, like, off doing your own solo thing in this in a realm and you can't get healed and Strength of Spirit is, like, just good for keeping yourself alive there. But we have instant cast of Vivify now, so I don't really see
2: that being the case. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the, the instant cast of Vivify from the class tree just helps brewmasters more than... I guess the only problem will be, like, energy right? But yeah. as you run from like mob to mob, like you can at least have top yeah. yourself between it, so. Yeah. yeah, uh,
0: And then also on this row, we have another choice node uh, between Shadow Boxing Treads, a returning Torghast power, Blackout Kick damage increased by 20%, and strikes an additional two targets. Uh, this does interact with Hit Scheme, like I mentioned earlier. If you hit three targets with Shadow Boxing Treads, you get three stacks of Hit Scheme which means 30% increased damage on keg smash. Uh, it's pretty good. And then fluidity of motion. Blackout kick's cooldown and uh, cooldown is reduced by 1 second, and its damage is reduced by 10%. Uh, so this is basically just saying, I want to play Legion blackout combo, please. This gives you back the 3 second blackout kick, or would have been blackout strike back in Legion, in order to do the full 1-2-3-4-1-2-3-4
2: rotation. Is that, is that still a thing? Like, will that be a thing if you take this?
1: We'll get to that. It, it remains to be seen, yeah. There there are we'll possibilities, though.
0: Yes. Uh, so then the final row on this side is a choice node between Light Brewing and Training of Niazau. So Light Brewing, we all know what that does. Training of Niazo. this is the Azerite trait from BFA. You gain up to 15% mastery based on your current level of stagger. Uh the actual like percent of mastery that you gained with triple training of knees in BFA was significantly higher than 15%. Um, it was more like 30 or 40%, right?
1: It was pretty absurd. If you were willing to get pieces that had it all and then were are yeah. high, high level as well.
0: Yeah. So um, I actually think light brewing is a choice in a lot of scenarios, but training of Niazau could definitely be a pick in, in keys, depending on the damage profile in some raid encounters, depending on, you know, the damage profile. But light brewing is just like super super good.
1: I think it's it's very hard to justify. I think unlike special delivery versus rushing jade wind, this is an instance yeah. where the two are effectively doing the exact same thing, but one can do it a little bit better than the other. Because right. if you're if you're in a scenario where you want that extra mastery, that would imply that it's an area where you're wanting to dodge more things that are probably physical damage, and so right, and what... those
0: things are good good for stagger.
1: Yes, and we, as you said earlier, we have multiple effects that do better the more damage you're taking, so why would I want to necessarily dodge the auto-attack, even if it means that I took no damage from it, when I could instead have a reduced cooldown on my Purify and just purify the damage afterward, which then potentially healed me a bit of it through guy Plins anyway, and then also buffed my damage through other effects later down in the tree.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So we will see where this ends up uh training these out i think the like cap on how much damage reduction you can get from it is higher than light brewing um just just because removing 15 percent of auto attack damage is higher than uh removing i guess it's around 10 percent additional damage from being able to purify it uh you get 20 percent more purifies but each purify only does half of your stagger bar so it on rate i think training training of niazo is higher it's a question of whether the secondary effects from being it going into stagger and then out of stagger through purifying brew are better than the just extra straight up damage reduction from training of nizo uh but moving on from that we actually have the first new actually yeah first wholly new talent for brewmasters seems really uh, good shocking blow crackling shade lightning deals 40% less damage has a cost of 40 energy but is now instant and causes your next blackout kick against the target to shock them dealing additional nature damage this is currently not implemented so we can't test it we don't know how big the number is
2: i mean i guess the question is is like even if the number is really big do you Like, do you, does it make sense to put crackling jade lightning into your rotation?
1: I think not only that, but to also have it be a setup global for your payoff of the bonus damage that also still costs more than a tiger palm or or a spinning crane kick would.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This does invert the typical setup where typically, like, blackout kick is our setup button. Like, where a lot of things, you know, when you blackout kick, this happens and that sets up for your next thing like hit scheme or blackout combo this kind of inverts it and correctly jade lightning now sets up for blackout kick um but there's a couple things based on the wording of this i don't think it's going to interact with some of the um effects that increase blackout kick damage or effects that scale off of blackout kick damage it sounds like it's going to be a separate damage event like uh what shard passions is currently where like when you blackout kick it does a, it does a second hit that is fire damage this is going to do a second hit that is nature damage and also it doesn't interact with shadow boxing treads uh so you're not getting to hit three targets with it because it is only the target that you crackling jade lightning getting the extra nature damage um this is definitely a numbers game where like there is a number where this would be a uh viable talent uh just you know if they put enough damage onto this or crackling jade lightning by itself does enough damage then um this could see play but it's difficult to figure out where it would fit in right now with the additional rotational pressure we've got from other sources
1: yes i would say perhaps the dream scenario for this talent would be a world where for starters, they they take Crackling Jade Lightning's energy cost on the talent down to 25, so it's a choice between Tiger Palm Spinning Crane Kick and Lightning. And you can right. use this then, and ideally it interacts with Shadow Boxing Treads and Hit Scheme to deal bonus damage to three different targets at the same time, yep. and then you can use that Blackout Kick Empowerment to either combo with Blackout Combo later on, or have it interact with some of the other talents on the left side of the tree that we're still going to get to. And just have it be like a fluid combo master-oriented rotation, sort of like the Windwalker fantasy currently has.
0: Yeah. I do think one of the other things I would like to see on this um, is just making it make Blackout Kick at 40-yard range as well, or 30-yard range, whatever Crackling Jade Lightning is.
1: Um, I'd be scared of that, just because we have a talent in the class tree that makes Crackling Jade Lightning 50 yards. And a 50-yard Blackout Kick that can also interact... With up to four tar- or up to three targets, deal that much damage on a three second cooldown and then See, deal bonus fire damage on top of that. Oh, god!
0: I, I think there's, yeah. I, I think it doesn't. I think this talent would have a niche without interacting with shadow boxing treads if it gave it range because then the it, it's like, is it? it's something where you can use crackling J lightning into blackout kick to establish threat on a, a target that is far away from you. Um, and that's, uh, actually like potentially farther range than taunt even or provoke as, um, so there's, I think, uh, uh, if it gave additional range, there's something there, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, And then, of course, uh, final thing on this row... Actually, not quite final. We have one more thing. Uh, Your Tiger Palm has a... uh, This is Face Palm uh, from Legion. Uh, Your Tiger Palm has a 50% chance to do 200% damage and reduce the remaining cooldown of your bruise by one additional second. This is, like... This was the enabler of the Blackout Combo rotation in uh, in Legion. Uh, It is nerfed slightly... It was initially 10% in the talents because it was one rank of the facepalm trait. Uh, it is now 50%, which is the same as having five ranks of facepalm, which would be like the two base points plus three relics. Um, I'm trying to remember, like the max was 70%, right? Yeah. You could get 70% with two Im- by, by empowered relics.
1: Yes, by the end of Legion, it, you had four points in a given trait that could take relics as well. So. Yeah. This would be, at the end of at the end of Legion, just one relic of face palm with the base of line artifact. Yeah. But it is still miles better than the Shadowhouse Might Legendary, which is also the exact same effect in Shadowlands, but yeah. severely nerfed by comparison. And even yeah. this is still a nerf compared to the Legion version, where right. instead of 200% Tiger Palm damage, it was 300%.
0: Uh, and then the final talent on this row is just Invoke Niazao. Don't need to say anything more about it. You know what it does. It does not have the shuffle effect or the this, the, the damage conversion from stagger into stomp uh, effect built into it. That is a later talent. Um, so it's just baseline rank one, Invoke Niazao like we had in, in Shadowlands pre-patch.
2: So real uh, quick, before we move on to the, the 20 point and above ones, I said had a question. So like looking at this tree... Not knowing much about Brewmaster, but the tree looks very symmetrical in that you essentially have two banks of talents right. on the left and the right side. And I guess my question is, and sort of as we get into maybe a, the larger builds and what you guys will take, like, are you seeing the fact that like if you want to take certain things from the right side, but you want to end up in the bottom left, that it's difficult to get there? So uh, we'll we'll get to that in a second, because
0: the answer is Kind of no, and mostly because you don't care about the things in the bottom left and bottom right.
2: Yep, that's
1: okay. That, that's the crux gotcha. of it.
2: Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Because that's, I mean, the the <laughs> Weaver suffers from a very similar thing, except for us, instead of having two pathways on the left and the right, we just have a bunch of stuff in the center that we really want. And right. then getting to the sides is difficult mm-hmm. um, from like a talent point perspective. So, okay. Yeah, but it is very, it looks pretty. It's just very symmetrical. It, it sort of bothers me next to the class tree, I'll tell you.
0: Um, yeah, the class tree is very not not symmetrical. Yeah, but
2: yeah. Anyway, sorry, we'll, we'll keep going. I just wanted to get that yeah. out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got to throw a couple points and things here just to make the rest of the talent tree available. Um, so moving on to the next row, uh, going back to the left, we have a choice node between Chard Passions, current legendary, you know what it does, and Dragonfire Root, which is uh both old and new this was a artifact trait in legion and it still retains that effect when you use breath of fire you breathe fire two additional times dealing some additional minor damage no big deal uh then there's a new effect breath of fire damage increased by up to 100 based on your level of stagger uh since you have you done any testing to know whether this is the initial damage or the dot
1: damage it is the whole thing
0: both perfect um So we've long complained about Breath of Fire feeling like a very unimpactful ability. When you double its damage, it becomes more impactful.
1: Who would have thought? (laughs)
0: Um, So combining this with Sal Salabims, uh, you get to cast two times as many Breath of Fire as do two times as much damage, effectively. Um, And this is much like other stagger scaling effects. This is 100% when you're in heavy stagger, which is more than 66% or more than 60%, I don't remember the exact number. Uh, And uh, it's going to be around like 66% when you're in medium stagger and like 33% when you're in low stagger and then 0% when you have no stagger. Um, But yeah, that is, uh, we're going to have, this is again, numbers game. How much time do you spend in the high stagger? How much damage does Breath of Fire do baseline? How much damage are you giving up by not taking charred passions as just like something that doesn't care about your damage intake? But there is a, definitely a scenario where Dragonfire Roo is the pick. Um, following up that talent on the left side of the tree, we have High Tolerance in a very nerfed form. This is a two-point talent, and the two points scale it up to 4% additional stagger uh, and 10% haste, as compared to, like, I think the current is 5% and 15%. In comparison um and of course this being a two-point investment makes it more expensive than many of the other options uh so this might be the first time in a long time that high tolerance is not a meta pick it's probably still going to see play just not in every single build
1: and i am here for it
0: <laughs> yeah like even back in Antorus it was probably correct actually for a lot of people to play high tolerance in raid that didn't like it was high tolerance made Argus such an easy fight so easy Um, and you just gave up the, the blackout combo damage which was significant Um, but every point after that like starting in Uldir high tolerance is both the highest DPS talent and also the tankiest one and also the least rotationally impactful. It's just like you existed and we're better.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much been your only option on the final talent row of the old talent system for the past yeah. four years.
0: Yeah. Um, going down from there, actually, instead of going, we're going to go to, there's like three columns. If you haven't looked at the Brewmaster talent tree, I highly recommend going to do so. There are three columns. Um, so the the eight to 20 point bracket has two of those columns kind of filled out and the center column is empty until you get to Invoke Nia's out. Uh, once you get below 20 points, there are actually three full columns. Uh, so we're going further down the left column before we proceed to the center one. Um, so below high tolerance and also connecting from the Charred Passions Dragonfire Brew node, we have Bone Dust Brew. Um, good. Except it Not currently, so it currently, <laughs> does not get brew cdr and i don't know if that's a bug or not i'm thinking it's a bug currently on live if you have our necrolord and you press Keg smash that three seconds of brew cooldown reduction also applies to your bonus brew on beta it does not so um this is actually a one minute cooldown again and that's kind of not very good
1: yeah the brewmaster kit just Damage output wise does not do enough to justify being a, a static one minute cooldown for them.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Um, then following off of Bone Dust Brew, there is a choice node between the Bone Dust Brew Legendary and the Bone Dust Brew Conduit. And the Conduit is also still like the rank one thing where it just doesn't do enough damage by it. Like you would not wear one eighty four Conduit right now, right? Like, there's gonna be numbers tuning on that. Um, It still has the cap on cooldown reduction, and I think 2.5 seconds. So, really, this is just like this whole branch is not very compelling. Um, Gotcha. Then, moving, I actually wanna jump over the sensor sensor column, and we're gonna go to the right column uh, and speed run through this a little bit. We've got Ambulance save. Every time you dodge or an enemy misses you, you reduce the remaining cooldown on your bruise by uh, up to one second. It's a two-point node. It's half a second or one second. There is a three-second cooldown on this now because it was insanely good with a one-second uh, internal cooldown. So they put, took it to three seconds in this beta build. Um, this is the... I don't remember what it was. Was it Bracers in, in Legion? This is another, yes. another Legion legendary. Uh, then we have another new effect, uh, Counter-Strike. Each time you dodge or an enemy misses you, your next Tiger Palm or Spinning Crane Kick deals 100% increased damage. You have to take Face Palm to get this even if you don't plan on pushing Tiger Palm. That's really like the only like awkward pathing in the whole tree, I would say, where you have to take something you might literally never use in order to get another talent that you want. Uh, this one further buffs both chart Passions and Blackout Combo, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, and then below that, we have Weapons of Order. Uh, so in this tree, you can actually have both Bonus Brew and Weapons of Order at the same time. Uh, and Weapons of Order, unlike the other one, we don't get the Conduit. We get uh, the Legendary, which summons Invoked Nizo. And then we get the Mechanicos Capstone that reduces the uh, cooldown and applies a dot.
1: It's random, but is, it's good.
0: Yep. Um, I can say that I know there were, like, we had conversations just about what made Weapons of Order good. And the Mechanicos capstone is a big part of why Weapons of Order feels good to press. So I'm a little bit unsurprised. Like, I'm assuming somebody read those conversations and it was like, well, okay, if this is why the button feels good to press, we'll put it in the tree. Um, but yeah. It is a little bit awkward to see the mechanic go so wide in the pre master tree.
1: It should also be pointed out for people that are concerned in previous or in a couple previous like alpha builds, the cooldown reduction was half of what it is in Shadowlands, but now in this current beta build, it is back to being identical to Shadowlands. So it is a 40 second cooldown reduction if you hit five targets.
0: Yep. Uh, And then we get the sensor column. And this is way more returning effects, so it's going to be faster to, to run through. And then we'll talk about some builds real quick. Uh, so we have Walk with the Ox. This is the current conduit, exactly the same as the current conduit, except it's a two point node. Um, and I run out of talent points because I just picked things along the way. Um, so we got Walk with the Ox, which leads down into the rank two of Invoke Niaza, which adds the uh, damage dealt based on damage purified. Uh, we also have Elusive Footwork. This is a returning trait from BFA. Blackout Kick deals additional damage and Critical Strikes grants an additional one or two stacks of Elusive Brawler, our Mastery. So this is just a little bit of extra damage on Blackout Kick and a little bit of extra dodge. Um, leading off of that, we have Blackout Combo, which has received actually some substantial changes and I want to talk about that actually when we talk about builds because there's there's... More to it. Uh, we have a modified exploding keg. They finally fixed the tooltip. Uh, and also, it gained a new effect. Uh, when you damage an enemy during the uh, three second window, they also take additional fire damage. Um, this, I did some testing, only procs off of direct damage. So, something like exploding keg with spinning crane kick with chart passions active. You don't get two triggers of the Exploding Keg damage from the Spinning Crane Kick plus the chart Passions. You only get it from the Spinning Crane Kick. So there's a cap on how many ticks you can get from this, but it's still pretty good. And then, of course, the final and best capstone in the Brewmaster tree, Stormstout's last keg. Just South's last keg. You all know what the Legendary does. It's the one we've used basically the whole expansion. In Shadowlands, also one of the best legendaries in Legion Um, this is the the one that I would be shocked if this is not like 90% in 90% of talent builds
1: it's very good
2: interesting
0: so uh, let's return briefly to Blackout Combo Uh, so the Tiger Palm effect on Blackout Combo is the same The Breath of Fire one is different. Periodic damage increased by 50%, and damage reduction increased by 5%. Uh, Depending on numbers, it actually could be correct to combine Dragonfire Brew with Blackout Combo and buff your Breath of Fire, Um, especially in an AoE setting, which is actually kind of wild. Like, you can imagine putting the 50% increased Breath of Fire on a bunch of targets while you're at high stagger. And then those stack. And it's 300% damage. No, not 300. Hang on. 150%. I was adding a, adding a, adding a 1 there. Um, then there's the Keg Smash buff is the same. When you blackout combo, Keg Smash is just additional Brew CDR. Uh, Purifying Brew now has the Stagger Paws attached to it. Uh, this got moved from Celestial Brew where it was useless. Uh, and then Celestial Brew when you blackout combo celestial brew it act it is supposed to currently bugged but it is supposed to act as if you have 3 additional chat stacks oh, i can't talk of pure purified chi so this would be useful in a scenario where you maybe have reset your celestial brew with blackout uh, black ox brew so you then uh, you purify once you've got like three stacks you blackout combo celestial brew now you effectively have 6 even though you haven't built up 6 stacks naturally uh so this talent actually has gotten better by itself but there's significantly more support for it in the tree than there is in shadowlands so yeah that's that's the brewmaster tree Uh, i want to go run through a couple of builds Um, real quick, Sinzu, what is the build that you have been like eyeing as what you think might end up being the raid build for you Ooh, for
1: raid when it comes to raid? The key thing is, for starters, I mostly have the same skeleton where you pretty much go down the center of the brewmaster tree, you ignore bone dust brew, you get weapons of order, you pick up counter strike just because it's a fantastic ability but the main choice that I'm making between a Mythic Plus and a and a raid environment is pretty much Charred Passions versus Dragonfire Brew. Yep. And that's really about it. Because so much of what you like can grab out of the tree works dang well everywhere. And your only real consideration that you need to worry about is how much AoE do I need to concern myself with or how much single target right. do I want? And right. So a world where... AoE is more plentiful, Dragonfire Brew gains a lot of value, whereas if you're going into a single target world, then you're going to want charred passions because you're going to just be blackout kicking and spinning to win regardless. And even then, you could flex into a couple elusive footwork points if you want to get like really absurd into pure single target, and then maybe even try to experiment with some blackout combos. Right.
0: So are you looking so for rating right now, are you looking more at going down the uh purified the rank two invoke news out line instead of the blackout kick or blackout combo line?
1: Based on our like a current numbers game, yes. Just because okay. it's very hard to compete with a world where you deal more damage based on the damage you take and in a progression environment you're kind of undergeared, so you're taking more damage to begin with, and you can't report as
0: much. Yeah, I mean, we all have fresh in our minds, right, the Jailer stuff where you could sit
1: on pull. It it speaks volumes right now that our pet or our summon can actually rip threat off of us because we do so little damage relative to the the power of those buffed stomps. And while... The like part of that is from our walk with the ox conduit on Shadowlands being so much stronger than the stomp buff that's in the talent tree right now. Right. It's still compelling enough. And brewmaster is just naturally hard to kill because we're like a cockroach. Right. Uh, even or even in a world where you're in progression, you still might consider using sit to buff your to buff your damage output because right. when things die faster, they deal less damage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it's definitely something you have to be careful of. One of the things about sitting is you can get crit, and being crit on the jailer was a lot of damage and could just kill you. Yes, it could. So you need, you need to be careful with that. Um, definitely had some spicy deaths when we were doing that on Prague, and ultimately just abandoned the approach because we didn't need the damage, uh, especially post nerf. Um,
1: I'll also throw out a full legal disclaimer please do not actually do like slash sit, sitting to buff your Dave damage in a Prague environment. Unless you are at a point where your guild is pretty confident in what's going on, you've got a couple hundred pulls under the belt, and you're just kind of yeah. noodling around waiting for your DPS to figure out what they need to do in the dance. Yeah. Uh, you consult with your raid
0: leader before before committing to the sitting.
1: Yes. Ask your doctor if sitting is right for you.
0: Yes. Um, cool. Um, so one of the interesting things about this, I think, is uh, Charred Passions being a major contender in both single target and AOE with Hit Scheme and Shadow Boxing Treads. Um, So, Chard Passions currently is actually more of a single target Legendary because of, of course, Stormstout's just being better in AOE, and then uh, Blackout Kick being a major damage dealer that doesn't really scale into AOE. So, Shadow Boxing Treads interacting, which, you know, we can test this and it does, Shadowboxing Treads interacting with Charred Passions and AoE is is fairly compelling. And also Counter-Strike buffing Spinning Crane Kick, which then, uh, if you have a Spinning Crane Kick buffed by Counter-Strike that you are pushing at the same time as Charred Passions is active, um, that is doing effectively 400% Spinning Crane Kick damage instead of 100% increased Spinning Crane Kick damage. It is uh, very... like it's, it's doubling. It's stacking, so it, it doubles again. It is uh, quite good.
1: And let's not um, forget, with Sal Salabims, that's effectively 100% uptime on Charred Passions. Yeah.
0: I don't actually like that. And I don't like it for gameplay reasons, not power reasons. I think for power reasons, it's it's going to be good. But one of the things that was fun about Charred Passions is going back and forth between doing your Charred Passions rotation and your not Charred Passions rotation, like alternating in these like eight-second windows. Um. And you lose that when you play South Sal Salabims because you just go straight from your 8-second chart Passions window into another eight seconds chart Passions window.
1: Mm-hmm. It sort of becomes um, like Rushing Jade Wind where it's a maintenance buff at that point.
0: Right. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, but I actually do like a lot the South Sal Salabims plus Dragonfire Brew potential. Um, especially, like, this is, again, like a numbers game. But in high... If you are going into Mythic progression week one, you are going to have like one hundred percent uptime potentially on this one hundred percent increased breath of fire damage, and that's pretty pretty compelling. um And Sal Salim's lets you then also have that up one hundred percent of the time. um So I could see a scenario where you end up playing Dragonfire Brew if you can't abuse Stomp. Or you're on an encounter where Stomp is just not very good. There's a number of those. Like, if you look at um, Helandris, Stomp was very difficult to use effectively. Um, so, kind of was better to just not. Like, you would still use it, right? Because it was free. You, you just pushed Invoked Nizel and you hope for the best. Um, but if you have a choice, I actually, on a fight like Holandris right now, would go down the Blackout combo line. Um, and in that scenario, uh, I think this build actually changes very, very little. You're mostly picking in the center. You're picking whether you want to, to play with Stomp or whether you want to play with Blackout Combo. Um, and I believe if you play Blackout Combo, you just don't pick charred Passions. Because there's no spinning crane kick option for uh, Blackout Combo.
1: And I'm, I will say the lack of a spinning crane kick on Blackout Combo is what really... Sort of kills my excitement for it.
0: Um, Yeah, there's. I think that having both Chart Passions and Blackout Combo, like, imagine if Spinning Crank Kick had the same effect on Blackout Combo as um, Tiger Palm does. Like, you would just always play those two things together, and it would be extremely good.
1: Yes, and then you'd have Counter-Strike, and then we even have Fast Feet in the class tree that also buffs Spinning Crane Kick. Right. It, it'd become a bit much, for sure. But yeah. if we could, like, tune down the numbers on maybe Counter-Strike a little bit in exchange for Blackout Combo working on it as well, then I could feel more comfortable taking the two-point hit in the effusive footwork for it to get down yeah. to there.
0: Um, It's going to be... There's a lot of potential interactions here that are interesting so like looking at what we're dealing with for tiger palm right now in shadowlands if you take blackout combo you're getting 100% increased and that's basically it um south side beams exists it's bad don't play it um it's effectively like a 10% increase to tiger palm damage on average just awful or maybe 20% whereas like on average uh face palm right now is a 100% damage increase Counter-Strike, got to be around a 100% damage increase. Uh, And then Blackout Combo, another 100% damage increase. And the way that these stack, uh, I don't believe they're additive. I believe they're multiplicative. So you go uh, from 1x damage, which is your baseline, to 2x damage, to 4x damage, to 8x damage. And then you add in, like you've got Weapons of Order now, you can add another 40% on top of that um, with max stacks of the Weapons of Order buff. And... You're looking at some pretty substantial Tiger
1: Palms. I do think it's kind of scary that we need to have these many, like, 100% buffs on an ability, though, to make it worthwhile to press. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tiger Palm is not a good ability right now. Um, and I don't. So, one of the other things that was interesting about Charred Passions, although I don't think actually mattered that much, so it was like, interesting but not important like a thing for your brain to do that was distracting you from actually doing the fight that you were doing um but you had like you would be alt- like a lot of people just played charred passions by pressing spinning crank kick to to the complete exclusion of tiger palm like just never pressing tiger palm that was both less dps and worse defensively than playing Chard passions but pushing tiger palm outside of your charred passions windows and um it's that's another thing that I think is lost in the Sal Salabims uh Chard Passions interaction. Where like I I feel like there's actually the gameplay of Chard Passions is going to be a lot worse if it's just a maintenance buff, I think. Um, I agree with that. I was I, I was playing around with um like leveling right now. So I I don't have both Storm Stouts and uh Chard Passions. But just just leveling and you i was playing with scalding brew instead of uh south Sal salabims and it keeps that like on off thing but in AoE, we really don't ever have an off like you're you're pushing spinning crank kick anyway for dps so it probably would have been better for me to just play south Sal salabims and just deal with it Um. But I, I think one of the interesting things here is that there's really like, that's kind of the two builds, right? There's not really a whole lot of, there's a few key decision points. There's special delivery versus rushing Jade winds. There's dragon fire brew versus charred passions. I actually think scalding brew versus south Sal alabim's is a real choice. But uh, beyond that, there's really just the choice between stomp and blackout combo. And everything else feels fairly fixed in place. Um, that said, there's actually a decent bit of gameplay variety in those. Like Choosing between stomps and blackout combo changes how you play the spec pretty substantially. Same thing with South Alabams, and same thing with Dragonfire Brew versus uh, Charged Passions. These all actually like individually have pretty substantial gameplay impacts. Uh, there's one talent that I currently skipped over, that is Anvil and Stave, which is the, the dodge one that is still super good, uh, even after they nerfed it by uh, two-thirds. But that seems more like a Mythic Plus talent right now, um, just because you're going to dodge more consistently on the ICD in a Mythic Plus environment.
1: It's it's, it's... it's tricky, for sure. Oh, I'm sorry, Nund, do you have something?
2: No, I think I, I was just going to make a comment that it's interesting that you guys are sort of skipping the covenant abilities, which is like a, a theme from even the misweaver Mistwe- tree in that like you either, I, I mean, I'm, I, I guess it's because the, the middle is so strong. Like your, yeah. your, your keg is just too good to pass up. Yeah. Um, which, which makes me wonder like, would, would it be better if that ability was either toned down a bit or just moved earlier in the tree? So like you it could still, could be. you still could get it and then also have some different ability gameplay, right? It sounds yeah. like you still have a gameplay difference, you know, just based on, you know, the blackout combo versus stomp and like, you know, some of your Breath of Fires type talents. But yeah, it's, just, it's funny to me that like you guys just sort of avoid, not avoiding, but like the covenant ability sort of sit, you know, um, yeah, in mean, like corner I, with themselves. I,
0: I think weapons of order gets picked a lot. I think weapons of order gets just picked not all the time, but a lot. Um, it's good. It's a damage amp. Damage amps are good when you're like stacking damage amps is powerful. And that's uh-huh. kind of what a lot of our stuff is doing. Um, bonus Brew, I don't think ever gets picked right now. If they fix it so it's a 30 second cooldown again with Brew CDR, then maybe it gets picked some. Um, but like half the reason to pick. Necrolord right now is Fleshcraft, right. not Bonus Brew. Bonus Brew is like this little nice thing that you get for picking Fleshcraft and picking the pretty powerful, like Ameni and Marileth Soulbinds. Bonus Brew, actually, part of the power of Bonus Brew is the Marileth Soulbind being able to get the uh, Kevin's Oozling every 30 seconds by just casting Bonus Brew. Uh, I think it is the lowest cooldown Necrolord. Uh, uh, covenant ability
1: mm-hmm. well, on top of that you have a many's lead by example as well which is a similar thing of when, right. when you use your, your covenant ability you, you buff your party it's just kevin's ended yeah. up being better so that's the one that got all the attention but right brew, but yeah it, it's, it is it's the same principle yeah brew is uniquely the only co- like uh spec that can like change the cooldown of their covenant ability so dramatically and, and yeah. still be given the full power of a soulbind based on the original cooldown.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised to see Dust Brew get fixed to have the uh, like current interaction with Brew CDR. I think that's fairly fundamental to it being a brew. Like every other brew, Celestia Brew, Fortifying Brew, Purifying Brew, everything else benefits from this. Uh, so having this one brew that doesn't, like, they either need to fix it or change the name, I, I think. Um, but personally, I've been on this train for a while. I would rather them just remove Bone Dust Brew from the tree and put something else in its place. I don't know what else. I'm not going to like armchair game designer here, but I don't like Bone Dust Brew. So I'm, I'm biased.
1: I'm, I'm agree- in agreement with you. The only time Bone Dust Brew was ever fun was when there were bugs involved that, that made it do absurd amounts of damage.
0: Yeah. Or things like, you remember early beta with the conduit not having a cap.
1: Yes, that was fantastic.
0: And being able to reach reach 100% bonus brew uptime uh, without the legendary. Like, can you imagine now having the legendary and being able to do that? The legendary would actually have zero value.
1: Like, it would probably create too many swings and variants, but... It would be very interesting to see like some form of the unfiltered bone broth talent from Torias make an appearance.
0: Yeah, Um, it's it's... probably not at nine thousand percent damage.
1: Yeah, for for people unaware, it's it makes your bone dust brew have a much lower chance to activate. Normally, it's fifty percent, and it breaks it down or it brings down to like ten. But when it does activate, it hits like ten times harder than what it normally would have. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, it does really crazy things if you maybe manage to get like a crit keg smash that gets copied by bonus brew that then also crits and just like one shots a Torgast end boss um but yeah that's a little bit we don't want that to be how it works in not tour guest
2: awesome well i know we're we're a little bit over but we', we're, we, we got are to running the, a little bit over uh, hopefully yeah. but I just i guess one final thing and maybe sin send... is a question for you i mean in general like how how is the tree like i think we've talked about like the two main gameplay you know things but are you happy with the tree are you unhappy is it good bad like just what are your kind of sort of general thoughts or
1: i'm currently uh, very optimistic about things actually brewmaster pretty much didn't lose anything outside of like clash which is very niche to begin with but they gained mm -hmm. so much in exchange and apart from maybe a couple talent connections that feel annoying because you're being forced to take something that you wouldn't normally do, just cause it's blocking off the good stuff, such as that face interaction right. for Tiger Palm, which you might not press. Right. On
0: right. the
1: whole, Brewmaster is getting Diffuse Magic back, which is a magic cooldown, which is amazing. Yeah. And then, and that's then a huge getting thing. Rising Sun Kick as just an extra, completely free filler ability that you can use where you would be using like Chi Wave or Chi Burst right now. So there's like not much to say that's bad right now, other than like. Maybe just shuffle a couple of the positionings around, buff up some of the effects that are, like, two-pointers that don't feel very compelling to take two points into. elusive footwork. Yes, that is so underwhelming for its position in the tree. Right. Or just give us a way to maybe reach Stormstouts that doesn't require me to either take Walk with the Ox or elusive footwork.
0: Well, oh, yeah. Like, you have to take Walk with the Ox in order to get to Exploding Keg. Um, which I actually think exploding keg has a reasonable shot of ending up in the rotation. One of the challenges is we have a, we haven't actually talked about this much. We have rising sun kick again. Um, and rising sun kick is currently doing a metric ass load of damage.
1: For those at Um, home, it is 50% more damage than a keg smash right now on a a 10 second cooldown with haste. Yeah.
0: No, no resource cost by the way, it's free. Yep. Um, no interaction with very, anything
1: in the tree, but
0: yeah, it's free. It's it's free. Um, and it does a lot of damage. And so currently that is a part of the single target rotation for sure. Um, it is just a kind of a question like that's where we start getting into. Maybe we play special delivery in order to free up that rushing Jade Wind GCD to become a Rising Sun Kick GCD. Um, yeah. But a uh, quick tally, because I was curious. How many legendary effects can we have at the same time? <laughs> uh, so we're at uh, one with Fundamental Observation, two with Sal Salabims, three with Anvil and Stave, four with Stormstout's Last Keg, five with Charred Passions. and I feel like I'm missing a sixth one in here somewhere. Oh, Guy plans, six.
1: It's seven if you include the Covenant Legendary capstones too
0: true Which, if we pick up all the arms down here can, you can pick one
1: because all three of the capstones down there are legendaries
0: yeah. yeah so we can we can effectively like you remember that that guy that got banned for wearing all legendaries
2: <laughs> basically yeah, be him. Yeah.
0: yeah we can basically be him
2: nice without getting banned that's that's yeah that's a I, that's a lot of legendaries I feel like mystery probably might be similar but yeah um, I am I am not counting <laughs> At this point, <laughs> oh, so. uh,
0: but yeah, I mean, I, I'm also like fairly optimistic about this tree. I like a lot of the returning stuff. I like that there's a real shot that that blackout combo is like a legitimate playstyle on like a single target fight. Um, and actually, I also like that the breath of fire stuff means that it might also be a thing on AOE. Like, there is a, a world where it is actually good on AOE to blackout kick into a breath of fire with dragonfire brew and just like bask in the fire damage um i don't know that that's going to keep up with Chart passions in aoe but you never know uh yeah. numbers tbd uh there's there's a lot going on here and um i like it i like it a lot
2: very cool i mean it, it, it sounds like then we're at least two for two in terms of like the spec trees being solid right like yeah like as last week and even myself we enjoy the misweaver tree think it's in a good place and it sounds like you know brewmaster wise also decent tree we locked, and then i mean to be fair we locked out we're not we're not the priests of the world needing an entire rework, rework. Of our tree
0: yeah yeah <laughs> from top yeah. to
2: bottom so you
0: got
1: a blue yep. post without having to cast power Word update that's yeah true. that
0: power Word update cast had to have been a doozy because it took a month and a half
2: well, that's what happens when the person starting the cast quits and they have to <laughs> find somebody else to finish the cast. So it, it The, takes a the little person longer. that
0: started the cast got hit by Quaking.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, sort of. Sort
0: of. <laughs> With a little bit of spell lock.
2: Exactly. <laughs> somebody else started exactly.
0: casting res after.
2: Exactly. You
0: know, you know, to help you them know. out. Help them out. All right. But that is going to be it for the show today. Uh, thank you all for listening and or watching if you enjoy the show and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Peak of Serenity, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Peak of Serenity. And of course, patron or not, come and join the Discord. Uh, lots of good stuff going on in there. If you like F1, Brew Lounge is the informal F1 discussion spot as it has been for as now, basically the whole expansion.
2: Yeah. Two, I don't years. understand. It came out of nowhere. He really did. Uh, dry, there was a net, there was a Netflix series that I think
1: powered oh. up the, the US component
2: of the lounge to start talking about oh. it. And then, then the Europeans were like, oh, now it's cool to talk about this. And yeah,
0: so, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, you're welcome to come and hang out in F1 Lounge, aka Brew Lounge, or any of the other lounges, really. Come and ask questions, have a chat. Each of the spec sections has their own Dragon uh, Flight channel to talk about builds and talents and interactions and all all of that kind of stuff so it's a it's a good time oh yeah but uh that is it for the show today thank you all for listening and we will see you next week to talk about wind walkers
2: oh god bye bye guys